the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Mayan Koke, hi. From London, UK. Oh, yeah. Great, uh, great. An uh, international caller. That's excellent. Uh, so, thank you uh, for taking my call, actually. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry I actually missed you while you were in London. And uh, Oh, we my, did some great events in London, so so it is too bad you missed me. I mean, there were a couple of terrific, terrific events in London, three events. So Yes, no, uh, I, I managed to uh, managed to sort of uh, catch a little, bit, little, little glimpse on Twitter and so on. Okay, okay. Um, Maybe next time. I, yes, indeed, absolutely. Um, well, I, did, I did have a question with regards to Brexit uh, first, yep. which was, you know, just your, your take on it. Sure. Uh, considering that a lot of the sort of general, con- well, not consensus, but a lot of the perception uh, in the country at the moment is that uh, it was a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And also with regards to the Labour Party and Corbyn, um, what your thoughts are on him as well. Oh, that would take me a long time. Um, okay, well, let's start, <laughs> on, let's start on Brexit. I mean, basically, my view on Brexit is that it depends. It depends what the Brits do with it. Uh, I think the beauty of Brexit is that it gives Britain uh, control over its own destiny and control over its own future. But, but it can mess it up. It can screw it up completely uh, by electing Jeremy Corbyn, for example, or by erecting protectionist policies or by outregulating the Europeans by increasing regulations and increasing controls and increasing panic over uh, over climate change and you know abandoning fossil fuel, all kinds of things you could do that would really wreck your economy. And um, on the other hand, what Brexit has done is it makes it possible for 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 Britain to lower regulations, dramatically reduce all those burdensome, oppressive uh, regulations that came from the European Union. It would also allow uh, Britain to have free trade agreements with countries like China, the United States, Canada, although I'm not sure the United States would be interested in one, but but uh, all kinds of countries around the world without having to get approval from the Europeans who are not exactly have not exactly shown themselves to be pro-free trade. Indeed, uh, England, if it had any brains, uh, would do what Adam Smith suggested, which is basically to lower tariffs to zero and and let other countries worried about their tariffs uh, and, and, and stop trying to negotiate deals, just lower tariffs to zero. But, of course, I don't believe the U.K. will do that. Uh, the U.K. could reduce financial regulations. It could encourage banks to stay by by making it very attractive for them to be there. They could reduce their corporate income tax even further to zero. They could do a lot of things that the European Union would have deemed uncompetitive and, and, and gone after them for. And, and penalize them for now that they, once they get out of the European Union, they can determine their own destiny. But I fear, I fear that instead of that, uh, Britain is going to become more protectionist, more, more uh, build walls in a sense, more protectionist in terms of goods, more protectionist in terms of capital, more protectionist in terms of immigration. And, and as a consequence, I think, I think that the, the British economy could, could face a disaster, you know, that it hasn't seen since since the, the socialist era of the 1960s and 1970s, where there was a massive brain drain out of the UK because of uh, of the socialist policies of the government. So, you know, I, I don't know. What, what what do I make of Brexit? I would have voted for it because of the possibility, even if it's slightly remote, that future governments will actually do the right thing. I know a lot of people in England who are very optimistic and believe that that is indeed what is going to happen, I wish them luck. I hope it's true. Uh, 
and uh, and and I love coming to England. I love coming to London. I love the UK. Uh, you know, it's it's a fun place to be. So I'm I'm certainly hopeful that good things are going to happen. I, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not convinced of that. So a yes on Brexit, but with lots and lots and lots of question marks and caution and and knowing that there's only one good path to pursue, which is the path towards more freedom, more trade, more liberalization. So I don't know if you had a follow-up question on Brexit, and then I can say a few words on Jeremy Corbyn, and then and then I've got three other callers on the line. No, actually, I think with regards to Brexit, I, I kind of completely agree with you on that. It's, uh, okay, it's exactly a, it should be taken as a good, great opportunity, I think, in, in my opinion, because yeah. I, I, I happen to work in the financial services industry, and I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think so. And Jeremy uh, Corbyn, look, you could do more with. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, ahead. I mean, the Conservative Party needs to do more, and but but problem is the Conservative Party in England is is ruled right now or, or uh, led right now by a woman who believes in nothing, who who doesn't have as as, a, as somebody who really knows British politics told me doesn't have a liberal liberal in the old sense, liberal in the liberty sense doesn't have a liberal bone in her body, who doesn't know what freedom is, doesn't know what free trade is. She's a complete pragmatic. A, a pragmatic woman who, who who wouldn't know freedom if it hit her in the face, but uh, but that's what you have. I mean, uh, it, it would be nice to have a Margaret Thatcher leading the Conservative Party today, but that is not the case. And and there's nobody that I know in the Conservative Party who who is significantly better, except for, I mean, I I, I think, but but he would never get elected, which is Daniel Hannan. I think if Daniel Hannan, uh, the M, the European MP, uh, the British MP for the European Parliament, it, it, you know, if he were running things, I would be very very optimistic. Uh, okay, quickly, quickly, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, then we're going to take a break and then we'll get to the other callers. Jeremy Corbyn is uh, a, a disaster, a socialist, an apologist for Chavez in Venezuela, uh, a, a, an apologist for every socialist regime of the last 30 years. Uh, not a very intelligent person from everything I gather. Uh, just a, just a buffoon and a clown. And, uh, and it, it would be an unbelievable disaster. If uh, if the if the British people actually voted him prime minister, uh, you know, early on when he became the head of the Labour Party, I don't think anybody quite believed that somebody as clownish and as ridiculous as he even there were rebellions within the party to try to get rid of him. Uh, but he is a survivor. He somehow managed to survive, and he somehow managed to make himself popular. I think. I think primarily because of May and the Conservatives' weakness. I, I think they responded poorly to terrorism. I think they didn't have a good response uh, to the to the terrorist attacks in London, and that led to an increase in popularity of of Corbyn. I think also, uh, you know, he's offered people a lot of free stuff, particularly students, free education, free this, free that, uh, and and of course, you know, socialism still deeply appeals to young people because it's consistent with the morality, with the ethical code we're all brought up with, the ethical code of altruism which I've talked many times about and I'll talk more about in the future. So, yeah, I think I think Corbyn would be a disaster. Uh, he, he hates the financial industry. Your job would be in peril. I think all the banks and investment banks in London would be in peril and, and they might consider moving. He wants to nationalize stuff. Uh, nobody knows the history of Great Britain. It, it turns out because the last time stuff was nationalized in the 60s and 70s, Britain was, it, it was just a disaster economically. All right, uh, Mayank, thanks for calling. Hopefully, I'll get to meet you next time I'm in London and next time I, I, I do a talk, which will probably be early next year. So see you then. All right, uh, you're listening to Iran Book Show. We're going to take